Well, we're going to talk to Ian Kirkpatrick, an absolute legend uh, from Poverty Bay region on the East Coast. And they've got a, uh, a huge weekend there in the Poverty Bay. They've had a fair bit of rain as well. So I'd love to get an understanding of what's, uh, what's it like up in there and, and, and along the East Coast at the moment. Ian Kirkpatrick, the great man, is joining us right now. Ian, how are you doing? Pretty good, is he? Pretty good. Uh, we've had only had about 130 mils of rain <laughs> since Sunday, but um, we've had about, I don't know how many feet we've had over the last nine months, and particularly up the coast, uh, even more so. So anyway, um, it stopped raining at the moment, so let's hope it, um, you know, we get sunshine uh, from now to the weekend. Yeah, it's been pretty devastating there, Ian. We spoke to you earlier on in the uh, in the year after Cyclone Gabriel. Has there been any more damage? You know, has 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 Gizzy or, or the East Coast region been able to withstand this this torrential fall? Well, this you know this one hasn't been you know too bad. It's uh, you know it varies from place to place. If I know up the coast there, I know the rivers are pretty high in the last couple of days up there, and they've. You know, let's face it, they've been hammered up there ever since about February, you know, this year. And so, yeah, it's it's not uh, it's not that good, but, uh, you know, they're getting through it and uh, pretty resilient up the coast there. So, yeah, so, you know, there's parts of uh, inland uh, Gisborne here that, that really copped it uh, back in, particularly in Gabriel and just after. Um, but, it's, you know, it varies. It's bad in some places, other places not so bad, so... Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> we're getting through it. Yep, no, it's uh, not that easy for the guys out there on the farms. But uh, yeah, and well, it's also the um, it's been difficult on the flats here with um, you know vegetable growers and leader brand uh, a big players there, and you know it's been a bit of a nightmare for them. But uh, again, they've you know worked their way through it, and uh, yeah, just hope we. Um, we have uh, a little bit better weather in the next six months coming up. Yeah, predicting, hopefully, uh, hopefully it's it's going to be warm in the end. I'm hearing. Well, that's what they're saying. Yeah, now west is um, hot temperatures, um, but uh, yeah, that, that's that's coming up. So yeah, so we get ready for that as well. I guess <laughs> take what we get. Beautiful, mate. Yeah, no, no, hopefully you get some sunshine and you're able to have a, an enjoyable summer. But uh, we want to talk about the rugby situation. I know you've got a pretty important weekend in terms of Poverty Bay. You're playing in Patutahi at Paddy's Park against the reigning champ South Canterbury, mate. Is this the way going forward for New Zealand rugby to get back into the regions? Let's talk about that moment first, playing it in Patutahi. <clears throat> yeah, I, well, I think so. I think it's good. I, You know, we we used to get you know, rugby park in, in Gisborne is out of action for all sorts of reasons. Uh, earthquake problems with the and liquefaction with the standards and the ground needs doing so. It's, it's been out of action uh, for the last mm. couple of years, really, almost. Uh, definitely all this year. So they've had games in, at the Oval in, in, the, in the middle of town, uh, which hasn't been too bad. You know, it's a pretty good ground. It's um, recovered from the, the wet. And so out of Paratai, um, you know, it's about 12, 15 k's out of town, out at the uh, headquarters of Nadaba Rugby Club, uh, we've got South Canterbury. And so, you know, I think it's great out there. You know, we've always had, um, on a Saturday when Nadaba had a home game out there, once every three weeks or two weeks just about, 
Um, the crowds have been pretty good. They they come in from wider out, and so let's hope we've, we've got a good day, and it's going to be um, it's, we get a good crowd there because it's a pretty good atmosphere out there at Paratai. And uh, the ground took a bit of a hammering over the winter with with the rain, but it's um, mm. it has dried out in the last uh, ten days. So let's hope that um, it doesn't uh, continue to rain, and we get a, get a bit of sunshine and um, we get a good game out there. So it's, I think it's probably, you know, the crowds have dropped off over the years. You know, we used to get, you know, back in the day, uh, there was, you know, we used to get pretty good crowds for provincial games. Now, you know, it's not quite the same. And so, you know, I think it's the same everywhere, really, for, you know, a lot of the game here in New Zealand that the crowds have dropped off. And so, you know, it's good that the game goes out into the real heartland of um, of clubs that, that make up, you know, particularly uh, heartland country competition. So, yeah, we're looking forward to the Saturday afternoon against the um, South Canterbury juggernaut. They haven't, uh, <laughs> I think they've had 19 games on the trot where they haven't been beaten. So uh, they're going to be a handful and a half. But, yeah, so, yeah, I'd yeah, not up a rugby club and probably about rugby and, in general, we'll look forward to the weekend. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully you can get that done, Kirky. It's Kempe, mate. Thanks for joining us this morning on Breakfast. There's been a lot of chat in and around New Zealand rugby with this review, and 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 you're just talking about bringing the game back to the heartland and to the community. And is it a bit of a peep into the future when you've got Sonny Bill Williams talking about Australia, and even Steve Hansen? I don't know if you heard that comment saying that the game in Australia is pretty pretty broken. Do you think? We're headed in that same direction, Kuki. What's your thoughts on the state of state of play in New Zealand? I don't think we're so you know, we're, we're going down the same road as Aussie. Uh, we, we're we're a different you know rugby country over here. They they've got to compete with all those other big sports, AFL, NRL, um, soccer here. So yeah, we um, we've certainly there's certainly a problem. I mean, you can't you can't ignore what what the fans tell us, you know, the fans, you know, rugby fans who have got rugby in their DNA for ever and a day, um, you know, we, you've got to listen to them. And so if they're not turning up, there's something wrong with the game. So um, what the answer is, I, I don't know. You know, we had a transformation in the game from when the, you know, when the games were, when the rug, when rugby became, international in the early 1900s it wasn't until 1996 when we had the um the change to or sansa really led the charge into professionalism and you know let's face it that was a transformation of the game you played in that is in that sort of era um and after that um you know it was the rugby was was fantastic but it just it's become since then become very defensive um, and we've got that defensive line sort of a lot of the time cheating that last man's foot line with you know, the offside liners. And so we, we're getting this negativity in the game. It's all about defence and, and being big and, you know, big and brutal and whatever you like to call it, taking it up and now taking penalties instead of kicking it out and going for a, a rolling ball a little bit, in this, particularly in this World Cup. So, yeah, you know, the game... The game has got its problems, but there's no reason why you know it can't be 
be tweaked like it did, was in 96. I mean, it was outstanding rugby that for the first probably 10 years of Super Rugby and it, then it became very became very defensive and so, you know, it's, we've got the game what it is now but we've got to also appreciate the fact that the players now only know one game. They only know the game that they're playing now because they weren't even, some of them weren't even born in 96. And so we've got that problem where we've got to get get through the mindset that the game is what it is now. It's got to be, but you know it doesn't have to be really. I think I think world rugby's got to make got to make the, the, the leading charge here and and maybe make a few twigs and maybe get a think tank in that's got really good rugby thinking guys, young guys, a mixture of maybe the different eras, but. You know, the, I think the game's got to be, something's got to be done. Otherwise, I think we're going to go down the path where we, 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 you know, we don't have the crowds at games anymore. I don't know, the television um, ratings seem to be up there, but I can't sort of believe it sometimes. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, the MPC right now is, there's some great games in it, I think. You know, the rugby's pretty good. The Kiwi sides are trying to, play uh, an open game and run it and as much as they can but then they've got this defensive thing and the you know the structure of defense and all that all the time it sort of it negates anyone any team that really wants to get out there and, and try and run it because we've got some you know we've produced some great ball runners over the, the years but we gradually have lost that we haven't seen them i think it's about enough for me isn't it <laughs> no, no, it's good. Oh, I'm loving it. Passion, passion as always, because you, you're, you're part of the grassroots here, Kuki. You know, you, you're one of the, the, the foundations. You, you laid those foundations for what we have right now. So you, you have an opinion that people will listen and appreciate, Kuki. Uh, look, the, we had the review come out, and it said that NPC is unsustainable. Super Rugby is running at a financial loss. Clubs and franchises are struggling. We cannot have everything at the moment. What would you love to see from a solution point of view? Should we get rid of Super Rugby? Should we just rely heavily on NPC, knowing that we're potentially not going to be exposed to overseas teams and players? Well, we're you know we're in a disadvantage down here, but Europe's completely different. I mean, you you've got a population yeah. up there of millions. Down here, we've got us, we've got Australia, we've got Argentina along the southern hemisphere, and now South Africa don't play in Super Rugby. You know the mm. <clears throat> when I was with the Canes in the mid two thousands, and we used to go to South Africa and and play in, in Aussie, and you know the Super Rugby was outstanding. But it just it's become a difficult competition because of the travel uh, right across to South Africa, and you know the and the money involved, and then you haven't got that same thing as the Six Nations in Europe where you know, if they had tiddlywinks at uh, Twickenham, they'd all turn up because it's, you know, it's an occasion and they've got huge populations to draw from where we haven't here. And so we've got that sparse sort of geographic situation where if we want a, a really good competition, it's going to take a lot of travel and a lot of money. And, um, you know, we need a game that's going to attract the, the, the people again, the, the, you know, the fans back again. So... You know, we're in a difficult position down here in the Southern Hemisphere because of that very reason. But somehow, you know, we've got to try and keep keep the game going. And, you know, our, our grassroots 
I don't think will ever, they'll, they'll never die, but, but it's just becoming more and more uh, difficult to get, um, particularly, I guess it probably happens in, in the Auckland competition too, to get uh, players to turn up and to have teams that are, uh, you know, can put out a team every every Saturday. You know, guys are getting a lot of injuries, guys are getting hurt. It doesn't help much. Um, so, yeah, we just got to keep, keep working out a game and trying to maybe convince the West of the, the you know world rugby that that you know we want to see the game flourish and at the moment it's um, it's not really doing it particularly down here in the southern hemisphere and particularly you know Aussie in particular and and, and we you know we we we're, we're slightly different to Aussie but you know we we are losing the fan base and that's a, that's a hell of a worry. I mean I only say this because. You know, we we came through. I don't want to go back in the day, but you know, we came through the amateur days. I mean, they were they, they were fantastic days, and so we went into professionalism. And I was all for it. You know, why not? Why not pay our players to put their bodies on the line? But you know, the game itself has got a has got to change. Otherwise, I think the spiral like we're we're in now is is probably not going to go away. Yeah, I'll just ask that. I'll just ask that question for you, Kirky, because I think that peeping of the future. And just quickly before we let you go, um, they did a review New Zealand Rugby into the the governance of the game. That was the one question: Is it fit for purpose? Um, and you've been a provincial union man. You've been through Super Rugby. Obviously, played for the All Blacks. And yes, I hear what you're saying from '96 and kids pre-96, uh, uh, post-96, not really understanding what you went through and what I, when I was watching you play. But where do you stand in a, in, a, in, a, in a sentence or two with the current governors of the game, the board of NZR? Do they need to step down and do you need a change at that level? Because that's the question that's been asked. No, I think, yeah, the review certainly says that. Um, and I think, you know, that's probably been a bit archaic right over the years, you know, going right back, you know, that our administration hasn't been what it should be and kept up with, you know, what what's required now. And I think, you know, the, the board of New Zealand Rugby, they they change too often, you know, they, they do their three years and they bother put themselves up again for nomination and... Um, you know, I, I just think there's there's not enough continuity in our um, administration as we go into, you know, what's a little bit of a difficult time. We need some really good decisions made, and I think the way that maybe the board has picked is a is a bit archaic, and I think this review has said that, and I think it's a, it's a you know, it's a pretty damning review. It's but it, you know they've been straight up and honest. And that's what you know. That's what the review needed to be. And of course, the Play Association have had a big hand in that. And why not too? And so, yeah, um, yeah. I just think that maybe if they can come up with a, a panel that's appointed to maybe you know, designate the, the the right sort of changes and the process of of picking the board um, is is the right one. And so we you know we can march on from there, but. I think at the moment it's it's a little bit yeah, there's a bit of a chasm there between 
I think, professional part of the game and, and, and maybe the provincial unions. There seems to be a bit of a chasm there between the two two groups, which is a bit of a bit sad, really. It, it shouldn't be that. We should be there for, for all of us. And so make make the right decisions for the game going forward. It's just, you know, it's it's not that difficult to see, you know, what needs to be done. But to change things in, in rugby uh, circles, particularly in NZ, is not that easy. Thank you so much for your time there, uh, Ian Kirkpatrick. We appreciate you coming on the show, mate. There's some passion coming through your voice. All the best for the weekend, Poverty Bay, taking on South Canterbury. And uh, hopefully we can get the game where it needs to be, but it's hard to really understand or believe that we're heading in that way. But uh, thank you so much, mate. Take care, Kirky, and uh, I'll be back over summer, so hopefully I can come and catch yeah. up with you, mate, and, and have a yarn with you. Appreciate it. Yeah, two orders. Two orders. Yeah, see you, Tony. See you, see you Kirky. He's a great man. Yeah, he is. He's a good man, mate. Ian Kirkpatrick, he knows what it's like at the grassroots level. And, uh, yeah, interesting to hear him talk about the state of the game. And he's dead right, Kempe. We just need to get on for the better of the game. You know, there's no one better than this, better than each other. We've, we've got to work together and find a, a solution. I know we wanted to talk to him about that. That's the situation now, taking the powers away from the provinces is probably not the right decision to make. Because we know how important the province are, provinces are. Yeah, I think that I think that last um, answer from him when he said that the professional game, the provincial unions, are split. You know, and there's a bit of a, a he used the word chasm in between it. You know, like that understanding of how you get the the professional game and the provincial game working together. Um, and inside the review, they talk they talk about uh, bringing together a council. And in essence, what they're saying is, let's you know, and it's an NRL commission, you know. So you know, Valandis is the head of the NRL commission. It's that type of model that they're looking at, um, and whether or not that's going to be good for the game or not is possibly a way of bringing the professional era through the provincial unions and making it sustainable. I still don't. I, look, personally, I don't think that the model, the game model, you can't run that in New Zealand because you can't draw that money that Australia draws. And I hear what Kirky says around AFL, NRL and soccer over in Australia because it's bigger, the market. That's why I keep saying, well, you've got to join the market. You've got to get your fair, fair split. That's what the NRL done to AFL, and that's why there's such a big fight on. Um, but, yeah, that's really, really interesting hearing from someone who's been through provincial unions, been to Super Rugby, played at the All Blacks way back in the day. Um, and now and 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 says honestly, guys don't know what it was like. Like that is the, the profound um, chat from Kirky today. Like you actually don't know what it used to be like, um, and yeah. that's the worry. Yeah.